welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, uh, share it with your friends, whatever it takes to get the Chompcast name out there. Uh, we have a jam-packed podcast today. Uh, the topic of the show is spoilers and spoiler culture, um, the ever-sensitive discussion about avoiding discussion. Um, we argue about Sonic Mania uh, with Fish, throwing some punches. Uh, all four of us has all, have also played the critical darling, What Remains of Edith Finch. And if that's a game you haven't heard of, you definitely want to hear that conversation because it's a game you should be aware of. It's, it's really interesting and probably a little bit overlooked this year. Um, uh, so we're going to get some of that classic four-way conversation you know and love. And we have a really cool bio-break article involving animals that use their bodies as bait, like the alligator snapping turtle and, and more, but I don't want to give too much away now. Um, but holy shit, uh, do, do we have a show. But let's get to some introductions. Let's introduce the crew here. Da-da-da. Up first, um, from Texas, uh, my good friend, well, my Eskimo brother, Yes, me and this next co-host lost our V-card together on the same night to the very same couch. Anthony Fisher is here. How you doing, Fish? Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a code between Eskimo bros <laughs> where we wouldn't talk about our sexcapades. I don't, I don't, you know, our listeners, they, they applaud our honesty. You know, we're open. We're truthful. We're real, Fish. We're real. That, that's true. I don't think that's Stello... True. The couch would appreciate that. <laughs> Stella? <laughs> let's, let's not give the couch's names. It's, it's, it's too much at that point. You know, it's, I promise you, it's not as weird as it sounds. You know, like some people, you know, everyone has their sexual awakening, right? Me and Fish, our sexual awakening was just a little different. You know, it was like home well, decor and, and furniture. Yeah, yeah, Stella. So, um. But I mean, me it Fish, was weird that it was in a Pier 1. Like, I mean, <laughs> do it to your own couch. Damn but... it, Fish. I thought this was a private story. You already told him. You ruined everything. God, how does he know these days? Yeah, I guess I should have bought that couch before we defiled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should or, or after, at least. <laughs> they, they tried to make us buy it afterwards, but we just got the fuck out of there. So that's, that's how that worked. Um, but yes, me and Fish forever bonded for life and uh yeah and not to confuse people it wasn't on the same couch it was actually to the couch and uh we'll leave the rest up to your imagination from there um thanks for being here fish of course we love you back from his fishing trip in japan he wasn't here with us last week shay layton's here how you doing shay i'm good fishing was great Mm. yeah came back sultry (laughs) is is that what happened did you turn into a man on this fishing trip it sounds like you sound like a changed you did I, I I have a hair on my chest finally mm-hmm. after 28 years. Yep. Um, Barely than ever. Yeah. Caught himself yeah. a red snapper. Mm. That's right. Three, in fact. I saw that. I saw a picture of nothing but red snapper. Is that like all that was going catching out there? Red snapper. <laughs> um. Yeah, we mostly caught red snapper and a few, um, few of another fish. I don't know what that fish was, but I have some red snapper in my freezer now. Mm. Um, that's gross. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to eat it, goddammit. That's what you do. You're living off the land. I, I can applaud that. Huh. Um, yeah. Is that what you call fishing? 
Yeah. <laughs> I call it living off the sea. Mm. Well, you know, land, it's a metaphor for um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor for surviving. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Thanks for uh, returning to us, uh, Shay. Glad to have you here. And of course, last but surely not least, um, one man who refuses to ever be my Eskimo brother, Joshua Fowler's here. In Michigan, mm-hmm. how you doing, Josh? Only the finest of couches for me. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> what Pier Pier One isn't up to your standard? I don't, I don't even know any furniture places. It's <laughs> <laughs> higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. I understand. You know, you have standards, and we don't. So that's why you keep the show, you know, in a good spot, because of you, you have quality standards. Mm-hmm. And we need that, Josh. We need that from you. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel be... like Pier 1 is really expensive, though. So I feel yeah, like that yeah. is... It's expensive, but uh, usually not worth it. Mm. Mm. So yeah, when, when you flip those things over, you'll see. Made in, <laughs> made in China. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man! What? Just I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> I, did, I totally did too. Uh, oh, come on, guys! Come on, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was really uh, good. The fishy, the comedic timing on that. Timing it was perfect. That was good. <laughs> and you stumbled your way into that one. Thank uh, you. We'll take it. All right, glad to have you here, Josh. Uh, it's, it's good. It's going to be a fun show. I'm excited. Of course, um, I'm your host, Morgan Barnes from Montana, aka. <clears throat> you ready for this, guys? No. <laughs> I was going to say, aka, uh, I mean, usually yes. not. The cup god, the man who beat the devil at his own game. Oh, That's right. That's quite a title. What the fuck? I don't think I'm... you're very deserving of that title. So how What's going be- on? You beat Cuphead on Expert Fish, and you can't see me in the webcam, but I'm obnoxiously flexing my tiny, pasty muscles here. You see mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that's so, what the achievement looks like. It's a muscle flexing. Oh, what's yeah. that tattoo of? Is that the I, devil? I should. I should get a Cuphead tattoo. That's how good I'm feeling about it. I've been promoting <laughs> that all week. That'd be some pretty cool artwork to have on a body. If you're going to get a tattoo. tattoo, you can go a lot worse than Cuphead. You could. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got a nice look to it, you know? And a story that no one would care about. But I will tell you, when I went to the Global Achievement Rankings and saw that less than 1% of gamers had that, that was, like, the most, like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't have moments like that because I suck at video games, uh, nor do I ever, like, hunt achievements. So that mm-hmm. was, like, a, a really cool moment for me. Um, but, alas, we will move into the show here. Uh, it's kind of funny. When Shay was gone last week, we stumbled into this topic on accident. Um, we were t- <laughs> we were t- we were talking last week about first-person shooters, and somehow on the way, we came up with the idea, because I accidentally, spo- so on our Instagram page, I kind of spoiled some stuff from Mario accidentally, um, and we were, we were joking about it, because we were like, well, can you really spoil Mario? Um, and that led us down this weird conversation of spoilers, and how when we were kids, there was no, no real concept of spoilers. You would just go to your friend's house and be like, hey, man, I beat this crazy boss last night. Like, oh, dude, tell me all about it. Or, man, you have to see this one level or this one thing happens. It was just like it would get you almost more excited 
to, to play that game. And, and nowadays we live in this culture where everyone wants to hear you talk about things, but they don't want to hear you spoil anything that might ruin their experience. And everyone's hypersensitive about it. And, and I guess the question is sort of you guys, how do you feel about spoilers and, and what's changed? And, and I know for me, that's the biggest thing I'm looking at this. Like what's changed for me now uh, as you know, since I was a kid to now as a 30 year old, where I'm just like, so protectively guarding the information that I that I take in, and me personally, I'm much more lax about that. And I thought I'd throw this to you first, Shay, because we were joking about this last week. We all know that you are Mister. You're very sensitive about spoilers. I joked about how you almost <laughs> we like threatened to ruin our friendship one time over some dumb game I was ruining. I don't remember what it was, but you got really mad at me. I don't either. <laughs> That's how dumb it was. Yeah, you no, were... I I I listened to that last week though. I remember that. Yeah, I, if I if the game comes to me while we're recording, but yeah, so I mean, Shay, like you, you're pretty hypersensitive about spoilers, so maybe you can weigh in on that end of the spectrum because I think we might be on the, end, the other side of it. Like when we start talking about the spoiler conversation, you know, what came to mind for you? Yeah, it just for me, I I think it's just kind of a disservice to spoil it because some people, I mean, ever everyone's obviously different going into this conversation. Um, some people really value the journey more than the result, you know, like Mm -hmm. some people get more hyped on watching everything else, but the finale of a TV show or seeing the end of a video game. Um, they want to play the video game, see the middle of it. And the ending is kind of like a, a final release. And that's not as important to other people. The ending is the most important part because they want to see, um, all the, all these hours that they've kind of put into this um journey whether it's playing a video game reading a book listening to music what have you they want to see it culminate into something effectively and then there are people that kind of you know kind of balance out in the middle of that spectrum and for me um i guess i just i don't it's it's interesting that you say that like as a kid um i really didn't like things to be spoiled for me like i still haven't technically I still haven't technically beaten Final Fantasy X all the way through. Like, um, when I was working on it last year, I could have beat it, but I didn't because I was trying to, you know, trophy hunt or whatever. But um, I still haven't seen the full ending of that game. And it's been out for many years. And I've chosen to avoid seeing that ending because I want to experience it for myself. So you don't know about the big musical number. Ah, oh, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I just I want to experience that for myself. I don't want that secondhand experience. I, I want, I I don't want to be deprived of, like, but, but when when I see it's that moment or I feel years. that moment, like, how do I feel? What do I smell? What do I hear? You know? Yeah, it's all, just weird because it's been like shit ten that years. Goes with it. Like, at what point are you gonna like? Is it gonna be twenty years from now? Like. I understand, like, the idea that you're, for this, this is a very specific example, but it's interesting with your personality, like, you're so patient, you're willing to savor that moment, but how long? Like, you just, it seems like you care enough to not spoil it, but you don't care enough to experience it. Like, what is this weird ground that you're floating in? No, it's just, um, I I guess I should have beat it before I left for Japan, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um but I wanted to do all the other things in the game first. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, if I get spoiled on the ending, which I already know part of the ending, that's on me, because I could have beat it a long time ago. That's my fault. But if it's something like, 
where I'm watching Game of Thrones, like like the rest of the world, and yeah. the new episode has just aired. Um, and someone go, and I I know someone like this goes straight to social media and just starts spoiling it for everyone. It's kind of bullshit mm-hmm. because there are people you know who have jobs, um, who work work two or three jobs at one time, who have kids that want to experience that. And it's spoiled for them. I mean, it's like it takes away that experience. Like, mm-hmm, it yeah. takes away that memory that, that they could formulate. Social yeah. media has really, yeah, has really kind of, uh, I would say, uh, magnified this this issue with our culture today with spoilers. When we were kids, you didn't have to worry about Twitter and Instagram and all these other forms of social media, and Facebook, where people could potentially ruin these things. Um, but how do you weigh on this, Josh? Um. I don't know. I'm weird. Like, I don't really particularly mind spoilers, but I'm also, I also try to, I avoid hype more than spoilers, I feel like. Hmm. Like, if there's okay. a game I'm kind of looking forward to, I'll try to avoid everything about it as far as, like, mm. stuff beforehand, um, okay. if I think I'm going to play it. But anything other than that, whatever. Like, I just, it, if, if I hear something about it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, a lot of times I'll end up picking up games that someone has spoiled just because it sounds really interesting after the fact. Um, yeah. But like the, the lead up to games, I try to, I try to avoid that a lot just because I feel like that's, hmm. I feel like that's not because it's a spoiler, but because it's, it's a spoiler based on incomplete information. Yeah, that's true. That's um, an interesting conversation in of itself too, because a hype is sort of like, in a way, you are spoiling the experience a little bit, but it's not really what you think of as a traditional spoiler. You're just learning information out of context for a product, and it's when you finally get that game, you know, not only are you taking it out of context, but these are things that are not, not going to have that surprise. So in mm-hmm. a way, I guess you are a little spoiler-sensitive, but sort of like uh, yeah. in, a, in a different inverse. Yeah, kind of more about the gameplay and stuff, I guess, if, if at, yeah, I don't know. Not exactly, but, you know, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm done. Um, I feel like, you know, like with spoilers on endings and stuff, that's more of like taking away experiences from someone where hype is more like generating this level of expectation that you know cannot be met. So it's not necessarily stealing an experience. It's creating a level of experience that cannot be matched. I I don't know how to exactly formulate that. Yes. It's coloring it. If you go right. in hearing about how this is the best game ever, mm, okay, you're gonna have a. So, I like that. You're gonna, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like it influence because you, you have, don't want. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You have like a black and white template of like going into something without having this this hype around it, and then you you have it hyped for you, and it's like colored the wrong color essentially, and it's not what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're like subconsciously, like- yeah, like you're you're tainted by already implying your own thoughts to it. Fish. Speaking of a uh, hype, Fish is. Um, I wonder if Fish weighs in on this because he's a man who's not subject to hype because he's a soulless husk. And he doesn't mm-hmm. care about anything. That's so. right. Yep. Hype. Yeah. That and I also forget ex- what I just watched, so it doesn't <laughs> right. doesn't spoil me one bit on the game. Just I just right up- out of your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's like watching movies with my mom. You can watch the same movie five or six times, and she—it's <laughs> new every time. 
So. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> is that how it's? <laughs> that's not entirely how it is. Wait, <laughs> probably is. Not entirely true, but yeah. 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 Well, uh, like big narrative games that have like a a real strong narrative. Like I usually don't want those spoiled just because like a lot of times when you when you see or hear somebody talk about a certain plot twist or a big twist in a story or a game changer <clears throat> those would upset me like like in BioShock if somebody had told me the plot twist in that I would have been so upset uh yeah. given the fact that after I beat that game I wanted to erase my memory and play it fresh again just so I could experience that moment again with a fresh mm-hmm. mind. So if somebody was to, you know, spoil that moment for me where it was where that game kind of took a, it kind of reached a climax at that point, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil it right now, but. Um, uh, there's a statute of limitations. Dude, that game is way old. It's not about a game <laughs> that's, that's 10 years old. I, I mean, think I did spoil it but, earlier. But there's a would you ki- yeah, the would you kindly moment, the big plot twist. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean moments like that. Like I wouldn't want spoiled. Pivotal. Like, yeah, yeah, but it depends, I guess, on the person who's also spoiling it. Um, I mean, they could just say, "Hey, uh, you kill Andrew Ryan," and if they said that, yeah. like. It's Maybe not... that would that would have been fine. Like, yeah, well, how yeah. do you how do you kill him? What transpires afterwards? So, mm-hmm. like, if they spoiled just like small bits where it's just almost no context to what happens, other than uh, a kind of a a moment that you kind of see coming from the beginning, yeah, then like the those are okay spoils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the weird thing with video games is they're harder to spoil sometimes because. There's so much, for example, that Andrew Ryan plot twist is a good example. There's so much about that that you have to play the game to really experience, right? The deception that happens, mm-hmm. he's talking to you about the whole game. There's a lot of things that that make that work, but you have to play the game to really get the full effect. If I were to explain that spoiler mm-hmm. to someone, it would take me a long time. I'd have to explain to them all these different facets of what's happening and why and all this right. buildup. That's, I mean, if you're going to let somebody spoil it on that level, that's crazy. But I'm with you, Fish. Like, I feel like on one level, I got two. My input here is just it's common sense. Like if there's something big and pivotal, yes, you, you don't spoil that sort of common sense stuff. I mean, judgment. I, I, you know, I expect people to use like basic levels of judgment, but sort of my PSA is just don't let spoilers, you know, if you're going to dance around spoilers forever and all that kind of stuff, it, I see people that take it so seriously. And I just tell people it just relax a little bit. Cause you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not worth the stress of trying to avoid every little thing. And if you learn something, it's okay. It's not the end of the mm-hmm. world. It's just, you know, you learn some information and you go on for, I'll be honest with you guys, even with social media, for the most part, I haven't had a lot of major things spoiled for me at all. Occasionally I'll come across something there. It's like a character who maybe they're wearing different clothes or hanging out with yep. a different person. Like I remember with the walking dead, people used to post pictures. I stopped watching it, but then they'd post pictures of these two characters. And I'm like, well, if those are the only two characters left, I guess the other one's dead or whatever. You know what I mean? I could make those inferences, but yeah. um, in general, I haven't, Unless you seek it out, I don't have too much spoil for me. But I just, I'd like to say, well, just relax a little bit. It's okay. It's just, it's not the end of the world, you know? Um, no. It's fucked up. Yeah. Shay disagrees. <laughs> no. Well, it Shay, is if kind someone... of, Shay kind of made the point, though. I mean, it's more of the journey and not necessarily the destination where you get to. It's so, 
like ex- like you said like experiencing those moments before that Andrew M- Brian moment is where all that weight comes comes in and mm-hmm. uh uh comes into fruition at that point at the climax but yeah yeah it's more of that journey that's true and the journey and, and the, that's great thing about video games is that a lot of that comes from the the experience of playing it. it's hard to just give a spoiler away out of context i could tell you guys some crazy shit that happened in wolfenstein 2 without context it would also just seem really fucking weird and yeah it would ruin it a little bit for you but it would just be like huh you wouldn't even get the impact of it without playing it so um it's an interesting line to tread you know and but i agree with shay to a point if you're going out of your way to fucking spoil something for someone out of like a sense of malice which sometimes you see people out there doing that we have this there's this sort of weird um through line in our culture sometimes where people learn something and they just want to be the first to throw it out there and rub it in your face whether they're angry about it or frustrated about it or whatever and that's that's no good and um but i think that's definitely not not the norm so it is interesting though like the general concept that started this whole topic was when we were kids I don't even know what a concept of a spoiler was. Now, Shay disagrees. He said even when he was a kid, he tried not to spoil stuff too much. But I will admit to you guys, I didn't ever once think about that idea. We just talked about things. It wasn't until I was uh, much older that the concept of spoiler even became a thing. So yeah. it's interesting. Well, I think it probably came around the same time as streaming, really, because you couldn't really spoil anything. If you missed it, you missed it. That was it. With basically anything mm. on TV. Um, mm-hmm. most movies you saw, I mean, you could eventually go see a movie, but That's true. you miss something on TV, you want people to tell you what happened, because otherwise there is no way for you to find out. <laughs> um... So, so social media is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, that's unfair. Streaming is, is not social media, but sort of the, with the rise of all this tech, our technological yeah. advances, and just, yeah. Yeah, it just, it's really changed the way we watch stuff. And, mm-hmm. I think that has kind of affected everything else. I mean, the closest thing I remember to this as a kid was reading the book before I watched a movie. Like, that's, that's, that's about as, oh, no, let me avoid spoilers, as I would get as a kid mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, well, I do believe in, like, a sort of a statute of limitations uh, with... Uh... With spoilers, as in, like, if a reasonable amount of time has passed and someone spoils something for me, I think that's okay. Like, I'm not, if there's someone out there who's still yelling, like, about, like, you joked about it last week with Ares' death, Josh. If there's still someone who's going to get mad about Ares' death in Final Fantasy VII, like, I'm sorry. That person, that's, there's a bigger problem there. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like enough time should pass to where you shouldn't have to feel like you can't talk about those sort of things. Because generally, if you're interested in something, you know, People are going to go out and try their best to experience it. So that's why I give Shay shit because he hasn't experienced the ending of Final Fantasy X after 10 years. Um, so it, obviously it means something to More him. It's, it's 16 years, to be honest with you. Oh, oh my God, is it really? It's been a while. It's yeah. been a oh while. My God. 2001. <laughs> 2001. Oh, I feel so fucking old now. I that's, know. That was like horrifying. I almost texted you the other day because I was in, uh, I was in Lowe's and every single song that came on while I was in there came out while i was in high school mm. and i realized we're, we're fucking old we're, <laughs> you're the old music we're fucking old the music in the mm. stores is for us now oh Just no don't, don't say those things josh mm-hmm. no, we're, 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 was it was it creed 
No, no, that's what's up. Can you take <laughs> they want people to stay in the store and buy stuff, fish. <laughs> well, it was oh, a Lowe's, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have got me in there. I would have spent a thousand bucks in there mm-hmm. if they were oh, playing Creed. Fish would have been all over that. Yeah, I actually happened the other day. I messaged Fish because I was in the gym and they were playing Creed, and I was like joking with him about it because I hadn't heard that song since I was in high school. And yeah, that's kind of an interesting parallel. <laughs> uh, mm. Anyways, it's, coincidence. It's, I think so. It's an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting uh, topic for I hope our listeners to just kind of reflect on uh, in their own lives as well. Um, moving on from there, I think it'd be a lot of fun too. So we finally get to fight about something a little bit on the show, which is always fun to fight about things in a fun and respectful way. Generally, I don't know. We're friends, so sometimes we can be rude to each other. Mm. We have that uh, beautiful ability to do so. No, uh, <laughs> all these professional yeah. podcasts they can't Seriously. be rude. Yeah, I disagree. <clears throat> hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that came from fish too. Wow, mm. he's feeling you know, you know, fiery today. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is interesting. I don't to have AIDS. <laughs> I don't, guys. God damn it! Don't make me, don't make never, me defend myself. Never I'm gonna have to fish. get a, gonna yeah. get a STD test. To prove it to you guys. <laughs> it's fine. It's a not a big deal anymore. Of AIDS. It's really not. It's, the medications it's, for it are. They're really good now. I mean, it's, I've seen that. Yeah, it's true. It's not. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's all right. You can inject heroin into your toes, fish. You'll be cured of it. The AIDS, oh. at least. You'll still have the addiction, but mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the AIDS. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, try that path. Yeah. You know, you really I've should tell it. the couch. Ugh. Yeah, definitely <laughs> or, talk to her first. Or anybody else that uses the couch, <clears throat> you know. It's it's the right uh, thing to do. It's the right thing to do. I um, put the ring on her, not you, Morgan. <laughs> you know, it's I've seen that package, guys. Don't Use worry. a coaster. It's clean as a whistle. Fish is clean as a whistle. Um, I don't know where that term came for came from, but I don't get it. Clean as a whistle. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. They don't really want to get too into it right now. Um, but the point is, fish was actually critical. Fish is fish is almost never critical of a game, which I thought I thought was interesting. Like. Generally, he'll be like, yeah, this is whatever, I'm fine. Or, like, if it's Destiny, he'll be really excited and this and that. But he comes at me with this text that I put on our Instagram page after finally beating the spider boss in Sonic. And he's like, finally beat the spider boss. Wow, this game is lame as fuck. I think that's, I think that's exact terminology, but I'm going to pull up the text right now. Um, um, no, actually. How, how lame is fuck? I fucked it up. Um, Fish, would you like fuck, to quote yourself? Fuck whatever? could be lame. <laughs> Fuck oh, that could some be lame. lame. Yeah. Fish has had many a lame fuck in his day. This is true. Um, Tell me about it. So let's see. Okay. Beat the spider boss in Sonic Mania. What a lame ass fucking game. Just dropping the bomb right there. Not even like, not a big, not the biggest fan in the world. Oh, I hope it gets better. Yeah. Just right straight to the <laughs> bomb. <laughs> hey. Okay. So uh, I'm not a Sonic fan. Never really played the Sonic oh. games back in the day. Couldn't tell. You know? And, you know, Sonic Mania was built up by, uh, from what I've heard from um, other podcasts, other people, different voices out there about this game, that it's a great homage to the original with some nuance to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people enjoyed that. And to me, that, I, I don't 
it's a, it's a new game to me essentially and yeah the the game mechanics in there just are terrible like jumping around in that game is horrible the only fun you're really having is like holding the button over to the left or right and just watching sonic just speed on through the level because you want to get us. Yeah, Josh fucking... has a hard on right now. I'm pretty sure I can see Josh in the webcam. I know. He's, He's toasting me. Josh has never been more proud of fish than this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm probably bumping the mic here. It's yeah. I'll <laughs> have to edit out the popping <laughs> noises. Thank Put it back in your pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it's it's not that great of a game. I mean, okay. what? What what makes this game so special to well, you, Morgan? I'll let Shay. I'll let Shay chime in first. Shay, yes. So, if you if you are so critical of Sonic, what about Mario? Because it's predicated on the same basis and the same template of a game of platforming. You're moving left to right. Is it the mushrooms fish? <laughs> is it because you like because you like to get all psychedelic? No, no, no. I think Mario Fish is saying had... not, the, Mario... not the movement from left to right. I think Fish is saying, I think he explained that differently. But I don't think he was complaining about the side scrolling nature of moving left to right. Right, right, Fish. You're complaining. No, that's fine. It's like, but whenever you're jumping from platforms, like whenever it slows down mm-hmm. uh, in the game, like there's parts where like you accidentally miss a jump or like you hit a wall and you your momentum stops like at that moment whenever you try and jump towards anything in that game you don't have that sense of character control that you had because the game is giving you this false illusion that you're moving your character quickly Mm -hmm. through like the loop-de-loops and everything and then when it slows down like your sense of control over your character is kind of skewed a bit um Maybe I have to play it a little bit longer or no, right. longer sessions, but that's what happens. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. And whereas in Mario, like it, it, you you know, if you hold down B, you're going to be sprinting with Mario, or if you press A, you know how high you're going to be jumping, and um, you can judge that by in relation to like your environment in that game. And I think Mario is it sets a the way they set their environments is it's almost like it's catering to its type mechanics. Whereas in Sonic, it's more about giving you that illusion that you're this fast little blue hedgehog running through a stage. Hmm. Well, that's fair. I guess in the way that you see it, um, I've always seen it as like, basically you're not supposed to feel like you're in control of Sonic because you are going so fast and the mechanics essentially kind of replicate that feeling of like, wow, you're going, you are going so fast that at times you are going to lose control and you have to figure out how to, how to navigate these levels within that context, whether or not it's an illusion, the mechanics, excuse me, the mechanics cater to that idea. And Maybe even though they're both platformers, it's not a great comparison because Mario is more. It's a it's a tighter game, whereas Sonic, you're supposed to feel a little more out of control, and figure out how to control 
within that context, if that makes sense. So maybe that's not the best comparison, no. and maybe no, just do like the t- tighter controls. Yeah. Yeah. I think Which, when I think about this, um, the key word is momentum. Sonic does a weird thing in that it uses momentum as its gameplay mechanic, and that's not going to be for everyone. So that part of it, even though I give you shit, I understand, because it is weird. Playing Sonic, even playing it correctly, can feel a little sloppy. Uh, as you could say, out of control, I guess. And that's kind of what makes it unique to me. It's kind of like, I got a great metaphor for you guys. If you ever got really, really drunk, well, this never happened to me, okay? I've never been, this, this is not a true story, but I imagine if you get really, really drunk, and the cop pulls you out of your car, and you gotta, you know, you gotta walk the line, and it's challenging, right? Because you're stumbling, and you're dazed, or like if you ever stood, ran around your room, done like the spins or whatever, and then tried to like jump on something or move, you're kind of out of sorts. And, like, the interesting thing about Sonic to me is that you'll be, like, flying through a level and then you have to do some weird platforming thing and you're kind of like, like you said, Fish, you're kind of out of sorts. And that's what gives it some of its challenge, I think, is because it's always fucking with your sense of momentum and speed. And it's not necessarily even fun, I would say, but I think that's where the uniqueness and the challenge comes from. That's, that's just my perspective. Yeah, and I'll give you that. That, that is very unique to Sonic, <clears throat> and you don't really see that type of gameplay mechanic i just don't enjoy it that much especially if i'm not going to sit down and play it for over an hour you know like when i made that comment morgan i'll be honest like i was in i was at that zone i think it was a flying battery zone and i was already on that the second part of that area so all i had to do was that uh spider boss and getting through that like there's also like there's a sound effect for the flamethrowers. I don't know if you remember them, but the yeah. flamethrowers sound terrible in that game. They don't sound yeah, like Fish a flamethrower now. Fish was hating on the sound, too. He was like, all oh, the sound... He said the sound effects were annoying. He's like, the sound in this game they, is fucking they annoying. They are. And he just started and, ripping it apart. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I said the music was horrible. Oh, that that's the one that killed me the most. That was the one that hurt me the most. You can hate the fucking game. God damn it, I support that, right? But you can't hate on that fucking <laughs> music. The music's great. Okay. The music is great. I just don't... It's surprising to me. Normally me and Fish have very similar musical tastes. I'm surprised that the music didn't do a damn thing for him. It's fascinating to me. What I think it is is, is you, you it's know nostalgia. Nostalgia what? for you, Morgan. I think it is, Morgan. I think that's a big part of it, is that, that 8-bit, 16-bit sound. It really is, at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, um, Because if, if you themes... put something similar to... Go ahead, Josh. Well, those themes, too. Like, if he grew up with those, so many of them are themes he's going to love at this point. Like, they could do whatever yeah. they wanted to him, as long as it's not the worst thing ever, he's going to think it's the best thing ever. Well... That's fair, and we've talked about this before with nostalgia. Sometimes you can't ever completely separate yourself from nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it interesting. You don't really completely know. But I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. I, um, whenever I was going through the game, there were some levels that had music from games of Sonic games I didn't play, or Sonic mm-hmm. levels I didn't play. And they, I still, still loved that music. Like I remember in particular... Uh, there was this one track um, from this place called Lava Reef that I never, I never experienced it as a kid. Um, 
But it has that. Yeah. You, you hear that. It I, has I that like theme the, the... of Sonic in it, unfortunately. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if, or fortunately for us, for, unfortunately for him, I mean, if you were to put on a Mario game that Fish has never played, it's still going to have some of those thematic elements in the music, and Fish is probably going to be more privy to like that Mario music from a game he's never played. Like, if he was to listen to some of the music in Super Mario RPG, a game I don't think he's ever played, he would probably like the music, because it has those thematic elements. Speaking of which, play Super Mario RPG. Seriously. Mm-hmm. If you've never played no, that game... No. Me, see, me and Fish, there's no point I'm for not us. Doing it's, that. Been, it's been too long. We wouldn't be able to... We'd have no nostalgia. It would just it's, feel old. It's still yeah. much better than most RPGs that come out today. But how it do you is. know? You, you can't separate it from the nostalgia. Because, no, no, it is. They actually no, did I, something I didn't with play the mechanics. That game. Yeah, and I didn't play that game until I was... Like, actually play it until I was 23, 24. That game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give it a shot. I need to, everyone. I will say we had a good yeah. comment from someone on the Instagram when I posted about our joke fight. And Red Blue Blur, <laughs> um, Red Blue Blur 1693 said, Mario Odyssey outclasses Sonic Mania. It's like in a previous podcast where you guys said that they thought game developers play in our nostalgia. Clearly they have with Sonic Mania. Um, now, I agree with that to a point. A lot of this has to be nostalgia. In, in particular, Sonic Mania... This is something I didn't expect when we first talked about playing it. I said that I was curious about Fish's opinion because he was a Sonic virgin. And um, so he didn't have any nostalgia. So that's why this is interesting to me. And I, me and Shay have tons of nostalgia, obviously. Um, but, and Sonic Mania is both a remaster, a remake, a reimagining of sorts, um, mm-hmm. and an all-new thing all in one. That's why I think it's so cool. But uh, I, I would agree that the levels in the game that were remastered from classic levels are definitely the standouts for me. So I think there's true. I, I agree with you guys. I can't completely separate the nostalgia. So maybe I'll never know. Um, I'm just surprised it didn't do anything for you fish. That's just. <laughs> I'll, I'll give, I, I like the music. It's just, I have no nostalgic feels for it. So it just, you don't me, like the music. Like... You said it was shit. You, what do you mean you like the music? You said you didn't like oh, it. I, 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 let me reward that. That's probably the best thing I like about that game is the okay. music. If okay. I had to pick something from that okay. game. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to make you pick anything. I'm not going to do that to you. You don't have to pick anything. It's, oh, okay. it's sad I said this months ago. <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> I'm still sad about it. <clears throat> I'm still sad about that you guys didn't get to the uh, level with the cherry blossoms because that level is incredible. And that was really, like, the, the rest of the game was like, I was feeling it, but I wasn't, like, really feeling it until I got to that level. And I was like, okay. Now I'm really liking this game. Okay. Is that... I wish you guys would have gotten okay. that far. Yeah. Maybe got... My daughter should be there sometime next next week, so I'll I'll assume it by then. <laughs> I think it's literally yeah, the level after the spider boss. No, no, no. Okay. There's the, the you fight I Metal think Sonic. It is. You, I, I think, think it is. I think you fight Metal Sonic before press guard. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> is it like the is there like ropes like in the first part of that level where like you bounce off those ropes that are like on these little um, wheels or pulley systems and stuff Shit, like that. I don't, I don't actually remember. I think I, I need to play that game for a third time. <laughs> I fucking love third that time. What <clears throat> time's enough, Shay? No, tell tell Destiny to that. Uh, I'm, I'm still on my first playthrough. <laughs> That's <a lot> uh-huh. <laughs> waiting for the DLC. 
Yeah, yeah. I knew two characters I don't think counts as having one playthrough fish. Oh. I'm working That's on my right. third playthrough then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I did have some... One playthrough is enough. There was some cool comments I wanted to read real quickly if they if were appropriate. Um, Kaimana underscore NG just said Sonic had some bad runs in video... I don't know if that was intentional. Some bad runs. <laughs> Get it? Um, but Sonic, <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Mania is what Sonic needed. And, um, um, yeah. So, anyways, a lot of cool comments on there. And, oh, our good friend Rich Meister from Destructoid dropped by to say, the spider boss is actually dope. That's his way of saying you're wrong, fish. But I love Mario so much more. And this all got inspired because my tweet was just this. <clears throat> Very simply, <laughs> sure, Mario is a better game, but Sonic Mania means more to me this year because Mario is great every few years. Sonic hasn't been great since I was eight years old. Um, so it's, you know, I'm just surprised. It, that's, that's all I was trying to say. Like, Mario's great all the time. I wish we would just stop sucking Mario's pipe every fucking couple years. It's just <laughs> Mario's the greatest fucking thing ever. I get it. It's great. It's happy. You know, it's Christmas I think your, your complaint here is actually with Sonic. Yeah. Sonic Never root for the underdog. Yeah. I think your complaint here is, oh my God, what's taking so long, Sonic? Well, I, I, hate, I hate to be the bearer of bad news because I honestly believe that Sonic might not ever be this good again. That is the sad reality that I'm facing. Um, mm. You know. So that... Possibly. That's, We'll see. They, the, the 3D Sonics are still garbage. Look at Sonic Forces. Like, I watched some gameplay of that, and it literally was painful for me to watch. Like, I actually felt sick. And I just... They don't understand Sonic. The only reason Sonic Mania was good was because it was a fan-created project. Uh, it, it wasn't a fan-created project, but the, the, the main lead in that project was uh, a really hardcore Sonic fan that made a bunch of Sonic games uh, that he ported to, to, to the mobile. And Sega gave him an opportunity to make a Sonic game, he made the best Sonic game since we were kids. That's just to say, yeah, because there's people out there that care and they know what they're doing, right? But even if they were to make another Sonic Mania, like a sequel, which I'm sure they will, some of that magic's gone, right? And then after that, what? So, hmm. it's sad. But for people like me and Shay, we still had a very cool experience with it. So, but... True, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't mean to overstep my boundaries and shit no. in your toilet or something like that but no, if you're going shit in anything that'd be the place to do it <laughs> that's true I'd rather you shit in my toilet than somewhere else <laughs> Since he's so polite about his insults yeah mm -hmm. I don't mean to step you in my boundaries and politely yeah you know fish look at it this way fish you can't overstep your boundaries because we've already shared the same couch and from there from that point you know <laughs> okay. it's what else could be yeah, that's true. Um, now, as we so a lot of good comments, and I agree with you guys. A lot of it's probably nostalgia. So, moving on, Edith Finch is a game that I am excited to talk with you guys about, and hopefully, this is a game that maybe some of our listeners have not heard of, or maybe slightly heard of in passing, and they should have because this is sort of like the indie darling of this year because we haven't had like a big inside level hit, um, and usually every year there's something that fills that that niche. So, uh, Edith Finch is an interesting game. It's from Giant, uh, Giant Sparrows, the developer. And it is basically a first-person adventure game. 
It's uh, there's obviously no shooting or combat in that. It's just like and some people call them walking simulators, and that drives me crazy. It's from the people that made the Unfinished Swan um, back in the day. But it's a first-person exploration-based game. That's basically what it is, like Gone Home or something like that. You walk around, just look at things, and and take in a story narrative that way. Um, but it was garnering some crazy reviews, like all the, like some of the critics I was seeing in the little trailer on PSN were like, "This is the my, one of my favorite games I've ever played. You have to experience this. The storytelling is insane." And then Josh played it and really liked it. So we're like, "Look, let's let's try this weird thing out." I'll tell you this though: the name sucks, and whoever named the game hurt their sales dramatically because no one is even as someone like myself who this kind of game would appeal to. The name is awful. What remains of Edith Finch? The worst fucking name of the year. And I, I think a name matters. I think a catchy name matters. And I'm just, I just want to get that out there. Okay. I, I'm a, I, I kind of have to disagree. I think the oh. name is perfectly okay. Oh wow! I was sh- shooting me down. Okay. No, I was shitting in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! All right. Well, moving on from that, Josh, I'll let you set this up. You played it first. Um, kind of lay the foundation here, I guess, for our Edith Finch conversation, if you'd like. Oh, um, okay. All right, this is one that I heard good things about, kind of like you mentioned before, but mm-hmm. I did try to intentionally avoid spoilers for this one, just because for, even though we hate the, hate the name, for walking simulators, spoilers is kind of the game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so this... This is one that I think you should try to avoid as much as possible. I'm going to I'm not going to spoil anything if if that's you guys are fine with that. It's all narrative. I'm going to spoil one small scene but it won't ruin the game for anybody. Okay. I'm going to spoil the bathtub scene later and there's nothing you guys can tell okay. me that's going to stop me. Well, that's fairly early in the game. That's fine. Um but yeah, yeah, um but anyway, so I went into the game not knowing anything about it other than it was, you know, a first person you know, walking simulator type type game. Um, and it starts off with a very horror vibe type feeling that you get, and it it puts you on edge, not knowing what's happening because mm-hmm. um you just you're not given much to go off of, and you go you get more and more information as it goes along, um, and it's 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 bizarre because it's the whole thing is based in a house the this this family house you're coming back to um and the horror vibe that eventually goes away it kind of it kind of it feels like you start to learn more about the house and you become more comfortable there it feels more and more like your house as you go through the game um which is done really well the way they the way they accomplish that um because it's just it's a strange house. It's so, it's bizarre, and it's unnerving as soon as you get there. But it becomes to, it becomes even, much less scary as you go. It's, it's I don't really even cool. think the house becomes less scary. I think you get more immune to it. I still think there's some creepy shit about that house, even in the back end. But I agree with your point, Josh. You kind of just you kind of, once you learn about the curse and the family, you just kind of so entrenched in it that it kind of yeah yeah it has that sort of strange effect on you. Um, and you really yeah, but, hey, go ahead, Fishka. But the game, the game also like, like they tell these stories to these different family members, and a lot of times as you're going through the game, like I just beat it last night, so all this stuff's fresh in my head. Wait, what? But... What? You beat it? Yeah. You, you finished the game? No. <laughs> well, well, how how much does that make? 
He did it. Total. He finished total of game. three games this year. I beat. Great job. Okay, I'm sorry. I was turning it off. Congratulations, Phil. Jesus Christ, Morgan. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Whoa. That turned creepy as fuck. That sounds like something in What Remains of Edith Fitch, actually. I don't know what oh. that... That was just the YouTube air horn sound I played, but the video had a bunch of shit on it, I guess. I don't know. Fish, you haven't beat three oh. games this year, have you? I mean, two games. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Destiny 2. Beat Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh-huh. And right. that third game. That's right. You beat Pyre, That's... didn't you? What? Or did you not what beat third game? No, he didn't beat Pyre yet. What the hell? Yeah. Come I'm on, Fish. Of... Beat a game. I'm keeping track of Fish's wins and losses here, all right? That's my job, all right? <laughs> I'm 2-70, I'm however many mm. games came out this year. You'll get there. The, I told Fish, games it's going to be like a year. quest in a game where you pick up a bunch of quests, and you're doing them for a couple hours, and you turn them all in at once. Fish has all these almost finished games, so like in December, it's just going to be popping them off left and right. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, Fish, we'll, I mean you're in your... We'll be sorry. doing Pyre here shortly. Yeah, yeah. Fish yep. and I will be. That'll yeah. be fun. Definitely, um, but no. The, but back, yeah, the, back to the game at hand. Yeah, the the story told through these characters is it, there's there's parts where like you know something fucked up's about to happen, and you just you can almost see it a mile away. Like there's like there's parts of the game where like you're exploring the house and like you could peep through these peepholes into these rooms that are sealed off, and you could just get a gist of like what that person was like how what how old they were like it's the the environment uh, as far as like the the whole house is very well done to the point where you feel like you're actually visiting a family's mm-hmm. house just like a regular family's house um, and how they are dealing with this weird ass curse that's uh in their family um but as you're as you're playing out like these these moments of these characters which is they're their final moment um there there's this also this kind of sense of like joy that you're getting in it as well like there's a part where like you're flying a kite and it's like the most innocent thing that you're doing and you're just flying a kite through the sky and just feels like oh this is great and then there's parts where you know it soon turns into like this big like tragic thing you like and when you realize what happened to that person you're just like oh my god yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's it's a first person game where it you take on different characters as you go through. Um you'll you'll find someone's diary or their their journal and you'll be and instead of reading about it like you do in most other games, you switch perspectives to the person who is writing the journal and it's just it's really affecting the way they the way they pull that off. Instead of um, just having you read about everything, you're just, you're experiencing it um, the way they saw it, um, which is amazing. It's just it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's like a flashback sequence where you just learn about that character because there's no people in the game at all. Like you go through the whole house, you never really see a human being. You're learning completely about this family um, through their memories. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, go ahead, Shay. Did you? Uh, well, Shay, I'm interested because you were interested in this game as well, and you just played through it over the past 
uh, week as well. That's why we decided we're going to finally talk about this thing. So, I mean, uh, how did you feel about it? It was really good. I um I had a lot of fun streaming it because I actually streamed it um on our uh, Twitch page, mm-hmm. our Twitch channel rather, and it was super fun. Um, it's a <clears throat> I don't think it was a right choice for a game to stream because like I really couldn't add commentary to what was going on because it's like Josh said it is so affecting that you don't want to detract from the experience and um i man i i absolutely love that game i i can't say enough good things about it to be honest with you it just i was not expecting much out of the game i had heard good things like you guys did and i was just like ah well we'll see what happens and it just yeah it just blew away my expectations it's the the way it the way that you learn about each character is so unique and it's in a way unconventional in its telling where each character you have to kind of do it. I don't want to say per se a different mechanic, but for the lack of a better word, a different mechanic. Um, one, one character you're, is this, this weird thing and I'm not spoiling too much where one, you're doing kind of this menial task um, where you're just chopping fish heads off. And then the other one, you're actually controlling this character through this kind of like labyrinth scenario. And um, it was just, it was unique in that way. And then there's another character, like you guys were talking about, a baby in the tub where you're trying to knock knock things off with its play toys. And it was so cool. It's just like how each character had this di- very, very different story. And it yeah. was the way they told that story. Um, that made you feel connected to these characters. And for me, when I finished the game, I just kind of had this feeling of these characters in this game that I never got to, you know, meet when they were alive. And I really regret that because they were so vibrant and full of life in these short memories. And I wish that I could have interacted with them while they were alive in the game. And to me, that spoke a lot to how effective the game was and what the developers and creators did. And they did they did a superb job. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mostly agree. I mean, there was a sense of dread, like you're saying, where, like, because once you realize it's about a cursed family and every flashback you go into, it's basically something bad's going to happen. Um, it makes certain things haunting. Like I said, I don't. we're not going to spoil anything vital in the game, but there's a scene where you're playing a baby in a tub. And there's like a mother who's taking a phone call and you can hear her arguing with what I presume is it's his sister, the sister. OK, I'm sorry. Um, and, no, you're good. and she can you can hear them arguing on the phone, distracted while the baby's playing alone in the tub. And, and every every parent as I watching it is just initially like, yeah, that's the last thing you ever want to do is leave your kid in the tub and not paying attention to them. You know what I mean? And then, and you already know that the game has this sort of sense of dread because of all the terrible things that have happened to all these people. So, like, as things start to happen to these characters, you know something dreadful is going to happen because that's how the game works. Every single flashback is, is, is sad. You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking. And, like, there's a scene with a swing that's pretty uh, affecting as well. Um, there, it is a little hit and miss for me, though, I will say. There were some of the flashbacks I felt like were a little bit more forgettable mm-hmm. and maybe not handled with as much it seemed like they 
because you go through every member of this giant family while you play the two two hour game. Some of the members get like I feel they get short, short. Um, what's the word going for? Short ended. Shrift. Yeah, yeah, short yeah. drift. Yeah. Shrift. Yeah, like, the... like um, for instance, like Milton. Um, he's the, he's kind of like the painter. I felt like that one was just very straightforward, and you don't really know what happens to him other than he disappears but yeah. it's still it's still an effective way of like the way like you you're presented of his story by going through that little flip book um was still very effective for me but you don't you don't necessarily get the there's more of a mystery to that yeah. that character uh, like a vagueness than, yeah yeah than other characters where you outright know what the hell happened. And, and sometimes, you like, you, yeah. yeah, step in their shoes, it's a lot more affecting. Yeah, I went, and I wonder why they did that, why they chose to make certain stories less, I don't want to say important, but why they, it seems like they took their time with certain characters in the story and, and others less so. And it's just an interesting artistic decision. I assume it was intentional. Not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like a cynical thing where I'm like, this is a big corporation and they ran out of time. It seems intentional. So it's just, it's strange, I guess. And some of the mechanics, you know, you can tell it's any team. Like, there's a scene where you play a cat and it just jumping around with the cat. I don't know if this is like, at least on the PS4, it was really chunky and like sloppy and felt wrong. But the idea was cool. So... You get some of that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. It's very obviously. Yeah, I, they were. I mean, they were. I think that was just because they were trying to make sure that you couldn't die in that portion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like so. It, yeah, so it didn't really feel like you were controlling a cat, even though you were controlling a cat. It was just like, yes, I, yes, but I mean, also that was in a game that did that many different things. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that wasn't a huge issue, because um, I mean, that was like what a four or five minute section in the game. Yeah. It's not like you're. Yeah, it would be a fun so. game to talk about in Game of the Year, and just even I don't know if th- there's one moment in the game that Fish was alluding to that we can talk about at the end of the year that like really affected me. The cannery scene, um, mm-hmm. where you actually control two things happening at one time. Oh yeah, um, and it was just like it's sort of the emotional climax of the entire game. Actually, in, in reality, um, there's a little bit after that, but it's just sort of resolution. So. Um, it has some really affecting moments that we'd be fun to talk about down the road. I guess we don't, because we don't want to spoil too much now. Ironically, we talk about this game on the show. We talk about spoilers. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, but yeah, the voice of the main character, Edith um, Finch Jr. I guess that's the main girl that's walking around. Uh, that's not a spoiler. She the voice acted really well. I thought you know, she's kind yeah. of like the whole game is like her internal monologue. Right. So she's just talking to herself. Um, yeah. About her. Her yeah. family in the house and stuff. Yeah, the dialogue was, was really... It's it's a great... I thought about this, ironically, as I was playing it. I was like, this would have been, like, the perfect VR game. Which, at least, like, a VR mode. Like, mm. I don't... If you make it only in VR, you're going to exclude people, right? But the game yeah. was just looking... Walking around in this house, picking stuff up, looking around. Like, perfect, yeah. you know, for... Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I a would I would love to play this game in VR. That would be... Mm-hmm. And very mm-hmm. few games that I would think think that about. Like just just go ahead, put a VR camera in here, let me play it as is. This is one of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next time, Giant Sparrow, think about it. Bring us that VR mode. <laughs> you know, or at least the option. You know, 
um, so people can play normally. I don't know. Closing thoughts from you guys. The first time we've had been able to really all of us, all four of us, talk about a game in a while. But I'll start with you, Shay. Do you have any closing thoughts on Edith Finch before we move on? Um, I'm just yeah. I, I, what do you really say about that game? It's just like there's nothing overly profound about it. Like Inside was. I don't think. I think it's more of the way the story was told and how everything was kind of conducted. Mm-hmm. But um, it just <clears throat> it left such a lasting impression on me personally playing that game. And um, I'm just overall very impressed with the way that it went. Yeah. What about you, John? Yeah. Oh, God, Fish. <laughs> fish jumping I, I just want to jump in because uh, I kind of agree with Shay. Yeah, I definitely, I found their storytelling very effective. And, like, the way they, they tell each one of their stories yeah. just fits so perfectly into, like, the next. And, like, they they give you hints throughout the whole game about all these different characters because they're a family. And, you know, Edith is a part of the family, so she knows about her brothers or her aunts and uncles. Um mm-hmm. And, like, her great-grandma or her grandmother, like, tries to tell her stories, but her mother is very protective because her mother is just, just doesn't want her to witness all these horrific things and know about the what's wrong with her family. And, um, but it, it, everything's just, it's told in a way that just, you feel like you really get to know that family and, like, that's when all these situations, these bad, tragic things start to get some weight to it. And I, I found that very effective in this game. And I, it's, I, I was originally not going to play this game, but I'm so glad that I actually ended up mm-hmm. you guys pushed me to play it. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a very well done game. Um, and it's short and sweet too. It's two, two hours, three hours max of an experience, but well worth it to experience because like I don't think there's necessarily a game out there that I've played that's like this in a way Um, and as far as like yeah and it's storytelling like it's very unique in that regard so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoyed my experience with what remains of Edith Finch yeah good yeah I think you redeem yourself for your sonic comments there (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's a great um, it's a great example of video game storytelling, and uh, in, yeah. in the ways that only video games can. Exactly, exactly. I think as as far as games this year's go this year goes, we have a bunch of amazing games. But I feel like this is hands down one of the easiest must play recommendations I could make. Yeah, just because of what yeah. it does for the medium. The, the way it tells the story yeah. in this game is it, it, it's 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 not been done before it's amazing it's really it's really something that I think people should experience mm-hmm. it's, it's it's something you yeah. it's something you need um, just to just to see what games can do at this yeah. point mm-hmm. right. right yeah I think for me like there are certain games this year i already have like a few in my mind that are going to be in contention for game of the year for sure i don't know if i would necessarily say this would would top some of those as overall games of the year but what i will say is this is the number one game that i would recommend to anyone 
looking to play a new game that came out this year mm-hmm. for sure. I think this is the the game out of all the games that I've played this year that I would recommend the most because of the unique play of it, more or less. Yep, and short and cheap, so uh, won't hurt your wallet. And you sit and beat it in a sitting with your by yourself or a family member, or whatever. I played with my girlfriend, and she had fun watching the whole thing. So, um. Definitely, definitely cool. Uh, now, a tr- uh, little break here. We'll do the bio break before we finish up with uh, another game and then sort of the back end of the show, the wrap-up and a bunch of other cool site stuff. Um, so so the bio break this week, as you know, we because we have a resident biologist on our crew and this sort of thing we started, we like to grab some science articles and just talk about weird um, science-related things in the world that are interesting to us or that we grab or whatever around. So anyways, the one this week is... Started. I want to talk to you about this a little bit because it spiraled a little. I saw this article. Usually, I go to Science Science Daily and I'll look for like one of their new interesting articles about animals that's going on, um, or something else that catches my eye. And then they had this cool article about the first wild alligator snapping turtle um, discovered in Illinois since 1984, which is cool. And the summary of the article is just researchers report the first sighting in 30 years of a wild alligator snapping turtle in Illinois. The discovery may be a sign of hope for this state uh, endangered species or the animal could be the last of its kind to have survived in Illinois without human intervention. So it's like, this is like just sort of a weird thing like this. There's, they haven't seen any of these since 1984 and this alligator snapping turtle um, was discovered, which that kind of stuff is cool to me in theory. It's like a very rare Pokemon or something, right? It's like a shiny in a way, Um, but not quite. It's just, it's a really rare sort of almost anomaly in, in nature. And and you guys are welcome to comment on that as well. But what happened was I went down this dark hole where I went to YouTube and I started watching all these videos on snapping turtles and alligator snapping turtles. I saw this one on Brave, uh, I don't know, Brave Adventure or something. Brave Wilderness. Some guy that makes, yeah. That, Brave Wilderness. That guy. Coyote he was like, Peterson. He, he was showing these, you know, differences between like the alligator snapping turtle and a regular one. And I just went down this dark hole of, of how cool they looked. Can some people call them the mud dragon? I think. I think he actually, the Brave Wilderness guy was calling them mud dragons, which I just thought was fucking badass. Coyote Peterson. Yeah. What a, can I just call him the Brave Wilderson guy? God damn it. Can I, <laughs> you, you said Peterson, and I want to say Wilderness. Yeah. Wilderson. Yeah, Brave Wilderson would be yeah. a, an amazing name. <laughs> it would be. Hell yeah. Kind of shit the bet on that one, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Brave Wilderson. Um, too bad. So, Your but, name's Brave Wilderson. I, I became kind of interested with the idea of animals that use their body as bait. Because the interesting thing about the alligator snapping turtle is it sits on the bottom of rivers and it opens its mouth and it basically camouflages into sort of like the mucky, dark, rocky nature of the ground uh, in the water. I'm sorry. And it uses its little tail, or its little tongue, I'm sorry, to sort of wiggle around and act like a worm of some sort and lure a fish in and then snap. That fish is bait. And, you know, the angler fish is one that's. Uh, commonly well known as well where it, down in the, the, the deep 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 parts of the ocean it uses the little uh, dangly thing in front of its face to <laughs> try to talk in the most it, it has a it has a little dorsal spine and it has a bioluminescent bacteria on there and that's what causes yes. that to happen yeah thank you dangly thing um, <laughs> technical term also known as the dangly thing that's how, fish, that's how fish lured me in. Fish lured me mm-hmm. in with his dangly thing, too. Yeah. I've been the same sense. Exactly. That couch <laughs> That couch had some amazing tassels. Damn it. Um, it's, 
But yeah, so this is, there are a lot it's of. It's not animal... often that I shake my head at something like that. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> come on! Um, there wasn't. Uh, there was. There What's was those a, tassels a... were saying? <laughs> <laughs> there was a few animals that used like their appendages as like a worm-like thing, but when I researched it further, it was just finding all these like weird animals that are like basically just really deceptively cl- clever and creepy. Like there's this animal called a margay. It's sort of like a tiny looking uh panthery tiger looking thing and basically it can if you want to look it up it's m-a-r-g-a-y and basically it, it can mimic the sound of a baby monkey in distress which is creepy like it can mimic the sound of a baby monkey in distress so that adult monkeys come running to it and then it eats them so it's, it's just a, that, dang that that's pretty fucked up mm-hmm that's a and that's a strange thing to pick up too like as far as the biological response there's a um there is a snake that it's not quite as deceptive, but there is a snake that basically spins the side of it. It's called a tentacled snake. And what it does is instead of a normal snake, which might lash at a creature face first, right? This snake in the water will ripple its body at the fish. So the fish gets scared and goes the opposite direction. Well, in the opposite direction, the snake has its mouth wide open and it eats it. So it basically uses the back end of its body to scare it as if it's attacking and then eats it with the front. So there's all sorts of cool, weird animals I was looking up. Um, did you guys have a chance to look any of this over, or did anything come to mind when you saw this? I was just wanted to open the, the forum here a little bit. Um, Shay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I read actually um, multiple articles, the ones that you sent, and the first thing that I thought was interesting slash funny was when they were talking about the alligator snapping turtle that they spotted, which was the female that. Um, they were unsure if it was a wild one or if that basically it was uh, one that these uh, Chinese uh, group of people released so they could use it for breeding and food. I don't know if you remember reading that article, but that <laughs> yeah. made me laugh was, really, really hard. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. that's sad. Breeding and food. Well, eat those science is imperfect, but yeah, um, yeah it's, it's really interesting when you consider like some of the um some of these creatures in terms of evolution like I know I've talked about evolution so many times on this and just how impressive it is so I won't rehash that subject but just to think about how um like I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head now but one of them on their tail they they do the little wiggling um of their tail and it they've evolved so far to where it even looks like they have a little eye on their tail. Mm. And that's just, it's so impressive. Just like how, how that ends up working out like that, where they evolve to where they have that coloration pattern, that mimicry. And it actually made me think of, um, octopuses or octopi. It can be pronounced either way. Um, just those are one of the most elusive and, um, impressive creatures. If you guys have never, ever, ever um, looked up an octopus, like just watch them on YouTube. Do yourself a favor and do that because just all these, all these different things they can do is just insanely impressive. They can squirt ink to evade their predators. They blend in. They can escape in the most tiny and precarious scenarios. They do all these things, and um, it's just super super fascinating but 
Yeah, the Margate. Actually, that's one I didn't know, and now I want to look up myself because I didn't. I didn't know that that creature existed. Yeah, it's and that's super yeah, it's like, super cool. It's almost like an ocelot kind of like if you just look at the Margay's face. If you Google the Margay, you just look at that thing's face. It, it just looks like it's fucking. It just has that look like it's gonna fuck with you. Like it's like <laughs> you could just see it in its eyes. It's it's real creepy. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely am gonna go watch some some videos on it because, um, it, further down that article actually is talking about how it can also mimic some birds, um, some bird sounds, and then they haven't confirmed this yet, but it's been scientifically haven't confirmed it, but jaguars can also imitate some, um, sounds? some animals as well. Huh. Yeah, and I was. It's just like wow, like the animal kingdom is just insane, and I love it. And it's to me, I mean, being a biologist and completely uh, biased, it just pisses me off when people say we can't learn anything from the animal kingdom, or people say you know it's not as important as humans. And there can be some debate made for both, but just like articles like this. I, I try my best to remove that, those negative feelings and just remember how cool science really is and how we're still learning so much. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, I love this article. I always love these articles. It always makes me happy. Yeah. Fish, what did your, um, what did your wife use to lure you into your death? What, what was it? What did she dangle in front of you? Mm. Let's see. Man, I really want to make... <laughs> Inappropriate they, statements they, here. They, they, I think they sat on her chest and she wiggled them from side to side, mm. almost in a hypnotic type of way. And you were just, I think, oh, you don't remember much after that. Beads? No, I don't remember anything <laughs> right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was two copies of, yeah, you know, it's wait, I'm married. Mm. <laughs> we need a wake fish, snap out of it, snap out of it. I was just, yeah. I mean, nature. You know, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. There was even some funny stuff, like the jaguar just casually sits there and it will just tap. It's like the most lazy. It just kind of taps its tail in the water to make fish think it's like a bug that's in distress and then it just swoops them up. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah, there's lots of, yeah, there's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, the idea of an animal evolving, like Shay said, to where its appendage looks like fucking bait. It's just crazy when you really think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and with that, that Jaguar, I wouldn't quite say it's lazy, I'd say it's efficient, because, like, it's doing the least amount of work possible to maximize what it needs, and that's, at the end of the day, something that humans will never, hopefully, have to face again, that animals have to face on a daily basis, is just that need for survival, like, most of their time is spent either looking for a mate, protecting its home, or trying to find food. And that's something we will never have to face. Whereas animals, that's their daily struggle. So to maximize the intake of nutrients and sustenance for mm-hmm. the least amount of effort. So just yeah. shit like that is so You can cool. go into almost any store at this point and find a couch. <laughs> There's no struggle. Always coming back to the couch. Oh. <laughs> back in the day, though, Josh, you had to really struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fish was very particular about the fabric. Okay, so 
Whenever we decided we wanted to share this moment together, he made sure it was the exact fabric he was looking for. So, mm. um, yeah, the, you look like a faux with... leather guy to me. Was it a was it a faux leather couch? Uh, no, no, no. Hmm. Opposite, it's uh, corduroy. Huh? Well, uh, okay. Corduroy. Ribbed yeah, for was... your pleasure. And not... <laughs> that's terrible. There's yeah. this children's there's this children's book called Corduroy, where it's about a little teddy bear that was. Missing a button. I don't know if it was its eye or its overall. And it just goes through the whole the story trying you... to replace the button. The fish Man, you were about I, I never read that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never read that book, Shay, so I didn't know. He does have a story about his teddy bear later after the show, though. So That'll, What? That, that's really going <laughs> I mean... to really fuck up your memories. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool article. If you guys want to check it out, um, just in general, alligator snapping turtles are really badass, so you should look them up. Have fun among like and uh, that Margaret thing is one of you those... mean mud dragons. Mud dragons, that's right. Yeah, we are on team mud dragon. Um, uh, let's see here. So next up on the docket, I had some Crash Bandicoot talk as we've joking another platformer that we fought about. Today is like the battle of platformers. Um, as far as <laughs> games that we've argued about in the past. And uh, so Shay finally got a chance to dive in. You finished all three Crash Bandicoot games in the Insane Trilogy, Shay? Yeah, yeah. I, wow. Yeah, I devoured That's them. impressive. I was going to... Oh, that's impressive. I was going to search for all the gems and stuff like that, but I decided that um, I need to play other games now. It's time, unfortunately. I want to spend all my time playing Crash Bandicoot, but there's so many <laughs> games I still need to get to this year. Uh well, that, that counts as three games. I should give three uh, air horns for Shay on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> three games in one. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you were looking forward to these games for a long time. They're remastered. Uh, I don't know. How, how did you... Obviously, it sounds like you really enjoyed them, but, I mean, what's your takeaway here? Um, Yeah, it actually kind of goes with the nostalgia talk of Sonic and Super Mario that I think that part of part of what carried me through them was nostalgia obviously uh no doubt about that mm-hmm. uh, i'm not even going to deny that but just i remember that you you were um tepid on the game initially because you didn't think the graphics um looked that great and then it released and i remember popping in and right away in the first game that first level insanity beach and i was like fuck this looks good it looks really good like when you're bouncing on the boxes with the wampa fruit, it looks impressive. Everything about that game is just beautiful. <laughs> I just want you to say that. Can you say that sentence again? Yeah, just like Fish did at Pier One. <laughs> you bounce it. I just want to hear Shay talk about bouncing on the boxes with that wampa fruit. Bouncing on the boxes with that wampa fruit, and that I don't was know. just a <laughs> beautiful. Was, yeah, just the game's beautiful. Uh-huh. Um. There's definitely some things that it brought back some memories. Uh, I remember, I I remember when I was a, I was a kid. I had so many PS One games, and I was fortunate. Um, I'm not bragging. I was very fortunate um, that my family bought me a bunch of games. And whenever I would get frustrated, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck this game. I'm gonna put put in another game. And I would do that for like 20 minutes on Crash. I would get a little bit further, and then I would save it, and then go to another game to play. And this time I just powered through all three of them in one week. And it was just a, a reminder of how hard those games really can be. Cause I, 
They're I tough. forgot. Yeah. I I forgot how hard those games can get. So the perspective mm-hmm. too is very I different was, than. Um, yeah. Sorry. It's yeah, just like some of the more. some of the levels where you're like running straight toward the the screen and stuff like that. Like it's 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 difficult in in ways you wouldn't expect. Um, but yeah, it's tougher. It's tougher than you than you. Which game held up the most to you after all this time? Would you say? I'd say the first one easily. First one. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I know you were very big on the second one, and um, I'll get to that in, in momentarily. But the first one just uh, like. The the thing that was missing from the second and the, the third one for me when I was older that I really liked, um, or younger, I mean, that I really liked about the first one was you could find these little bonus peach pieces that allowed you to go to these bonus levels. And they got rid of those in the second and third game and just basically allowed you to, once you get to the bonus portals, you can go to them. And it really kind of removed that element of uh, like what's in these question mark boxes i can get either like nine wumpa fruit or i can get a bonus piece i really got to get to those and it really removed those that that element from it and then it became just basically these question mark boxes are just going to be a bunch of wumpa fruit or very 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 rarely it will be a um an extra hidden life but it just yeah it's damn it uh, i i really I really like that about the first one. If I open up another question mark box and find one more fucking Wumpa fruit, I swear to God. I just want to throw you off your game. I'm sorry. Just kept talking about like breaking question mark boxes and Wumpa fruit and Wumpa fruit. I I don't know. That that word is amusing me today. Dusk entrapments from Fallout New Vegas. Wumpa. Um, Yeah, it just, there are certain aspects about the first game that I think really held up. And that, I think that also, plays into the nostalgia factor. I'm not going to be able to remove those two in this conversation, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that to, the okay. listener needs to take, and you guys need to take that with a grain of salt, that I can't remove the two, to be honest. But so you felt like it was faithful. Sec- you didn't like... second one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, a lot of people were... There was a, a segment of Crash Bandicoot fans that were a little bit upset with things. Like, there was a minor variation in how Crash jumped that changed and sort of, like, how he landed... There was this video going around that showed like the two games side by side. Um, so as a, a fan in general of the series, I'd say a more diehard, you were you don't sound like dissatisfied or anything. No, no, I, I think that's such a minor thing to get pissed about, really, because overall the feeling of the game is still very much the same. I mean, whether or not Crash Bandicoot is jumping slightly differently or if um if the music was slightly different, because I assume they had to retune it because they didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the same composer or they didn't have permission to use that music, what have you. It, the music was slightly different, and at times it was a little, little disconcerting, but it didn't didn't take away from the overall feel of the game, is the thing, and yeah, um. It, yeah, I, I was overall satisfied with the game, the whole, the whole, all three of them. And what's really funny is the second one. I did not remember how hard, how hard that game was. Holy shit, the second one is hard. Mm-hmm. That's the because I, like I said, I powered through all three of them in a week. That's the only game I had to use a continue on. The rest of them, like I was joking mm-hmm. around with Morgan, I had ended up getting ninety nine lives in the first game. 
yeah. easily. And then the third one, I was always at around 20 to 30 lives, the third mm-hmm. one. But the second one, man, towards the end there, I was hovering on like two lives, one, li- one life. And I was like, fuck, I need... I just need to get through this level. I need to get through this level. I need to get through this level. I was constantly feeling that through the like last five levels of the game. And yeah, I actually ended up having to use a continue, and I was like, God damn. The third hmm. one's the easiest, for sure. Whenever I went back and played the third one, I was like, this one's by far yeah, the easiest. Yeah, it's easy, but it, they do so much cool things, too. Like, you get to use Coco, and you get to ride that tiger, or you get to oh. do the little airplane levels, or the like Jet Moto-style levels, which is kind oh. of... I was like, oh shit, I forgot about these levels. Or the motorcycle levels. It's cool. It's a really good trip down memory lane, and I'm glad that they priced it at $40 and not $60, because I forgot how short those games are um, as well, because those are not long games. No. It's, really it's sold like gangbusters, too. Like the, uh, It was number one on the UK <clears throat> charts. I think it was number one on the UK charts for like seven weeks. That's just wow. in the UK. It's It's sold like crazy. Um, I bought a copy. I mean, and honestly, I didn't end up enjoying it as much as I thought Shay would. That's why I sent him my copy because I was like, you know what? I think he'll probably get more enjoyment out of it than I will. Um, it was like I told you guys, it was really weird when you get a remaster where they pretty much change the visuals, but it's the same game. I, I told you guys this metaphor before, but it's like kind of like going to an old house that you grew up in as a kid, but they've like repainted everything and or bought mm-hmm. new things it's the, the same stuff but it's new and different in a weird way it just it's a strange kind of nostalgia um and yeah just in general i i realized that maybe i enjoyed crash bandicoot more as a kid because that was the only game i had and i played it a lot um and i don't think yeah. they're bad games at all i just i didn't enjoy them as much as i thought i would but i figured that shay would so i'm glad that for the most part he did so mm-hmm get more use out of that game than I, I was probably going to. Yeah, no, I got full use of it. Um, <laughs> when we have a slower time, I definitely want to go back and um, I want to try and get all the gems from the second and third one and do my mm-hmm. best to kind of 100% that game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun, especially like trying to, yeah. I remember when I was a kid trying to get all the gems in the third one and it, it just really i spent a whole summer doing that shit the time trials and the uh the special gems that you could collect as well that opened it. yeah it was just it, yeah. it was it was good stuff it was good stuff but. yeah a lot of games don't do that anymore that's that's one of the reasons i've been enjoying super mario odyssey so much lately because they they get that they get that the post game stuff can be super important in a way a lot of games don't uh, yeah so yeah. yeah, I I have lots of good memories playing through those for the exact same thing, just trying to find everything mm-hmm. for those Crash Bandicoot games. So, yeah, yeah, it's good, good stuff. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it, Shay. Um, it's about time you got your Crash Bandicoot on. I still maybe I wish they had it took me way too long. I still kind of wish maybe they had done something with the art style, like made it a little bit like maybe a little cell shaded or something like that just maybe a little cart just something a little more unique than just sort of generic but it does look it does look really purdy um anyways i'm glad you finally got to to play that one shay as well let's see what else we got here in the docket um i want to kind of round up a bunch of different things with you guys as we get to the back end of the show a bunch of fun mini things i'm going to talk about with you guys one first and foremost um i got a comment from someone today uh, someone I was talking to 
on the Instagram that was really fascinating because we talked about Wolfenstein last week a little bit. And, of course, I'm really excited for the rest of you guys eventually to get around to it because there's some really crazy moments in that game. But uh, one of our listeners and friends, Rudy.Laser, was telling me that he's actually located in Germany. And um, he said it was disappointing because in Germany they censored a lot of Wolfenstein. He said that, in fact, all the Nazi symbolism was vanished. Um, Hitler, they even got rid of his his mustache in the game. There's a bunch of little things like that. They even had to redub the original German voice actors with new ones, um, and they weren't they weren't as good. And so, like, there's all these things that they changed in Germany, obviously because of the nature of the video game. And I uh, said it kind of made it a much lesser experience. So that's it's interesting. Um. But that's you know well, that's the kind of game it is. It's Wolfenstein is it's doing some. There's this there's a pretty crazy scene with Hitler in that game that is you know like literally I did not know it was coming when Hitler walked in the room. I'm like oh there's gonna be a scene here with Hitler and it's pretty long so don't worry not gonna spoil anything. Um. So uh. Anyways um. A couple of quick things I wanted to go over from the uh. Instagram in, uh, in general for people of um, like updates we've been doing and site stuff as well t- t- on my end. Um, so we got the new show up, uh, meeting a lot of new followers. So that's been really cool. I wasn't able, to, I was hoping to jump into Skyrim VR, but I just haven't been able to do it yet. Hopefully it'll be this week or the following week. Same with Battlefront. A lot of people have been asking us about Battlefront. Um, and I know that my local Redbox is getting it this week as well. They had it on Redbox.com, but my local place didn't have it yet. But that literally just came out today. And just by the timing of recording, I think if me and Fish are going to try Battlefront, because I know everyone wants to hear us talk about it, um, that should be hopefully next week or at the very latest the week after. Obviously, as you guys know, the most anticipated game of my entire life comes out on Tuesday. And it's weird to say that because it's a game no one cares about. So I'm in a very strange position, you know, uh, where there's a fishing, a Final Fantasy fishing game coming out in virtual reality on Tuesday. And I'm the only person in the world that gives a shit about it. So that is my albatross that I will carry. And uh, but I'm I it probably won't be able to lead the show with that one because I know it's a little more niche. But I'm really looking forward to playing that all day. Like. I told you guys the longest I've played VR is probably like three or four hours at a time, maybe, with Resident Evil 7. I'm going to... My head might explode on Tuesday. I might... I might go blind. Um, You're definitely going to come out of it with just like tufts of hair just disorganized, and you're just going to like have these super bloodshot eyes with bags. Mm -hmm. It's going to be rough. It is. But um, I'm hoping that it's glorious. I don't know if the game's going to be any good or not. But I'm really excited for a dream game. Since I was a kid, I always wanted a dream fishing RPG. So that will be next week as well. Uh, a couple other quick things. I, I wanted to get you guys as, um, I want to get a quick hypothesis from you guys on. So the the game of the uh, the game awards are December seventh, and that's a, a big deal in our industry. It's like really, it's it's sad to say this, but it's kind of like our Oscars in our nerdy little culture. Now everyone has their websites they follow, and there's all the other prestigious places like BAFTA. Um, awards as well but the video game awards are huge and i just wanted to know we could do like a fun guessing game what you guys think is going to walk away with game of the year this year now last year if you remember up against like uncharted and a bunch of stuff like that it was overwatch that actually won the best game of the year uh, there was that cool performance of mick gordon where he jumped around on stage playing the uh 
the doom music (laughs) yeah with the drummer for periphery that was sick that was really that was really cool um so there's it it's it's a legitimately cool show anyways i wanted to go over the the nominees with you and i want to get everyone's guess and then after the show we'll see who is right okay so game of the year the nominees are the legend of zelda breath of the wild super mario odyssey player unknown battlegrounds persona 5 shocking to me and horizon zero dawn that is uh so i don't know start with you fish what do you think is going to take it away what who are they going to give it to okay so i think horizon zero dawn but that's the only game that i've played i think on that list (laughs) i haven't played persona 5 i haven't played it's not about what you played it's about what you (laughs) it's about what you think is going to take the the award. That's hard for me to judge, but I would say, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Even though it came well, out I'm... a week before Zelda and seemed like everybody fell off Horizon so now you're making for a, Zelda. So you're making a case against Horizon while picking mm-hmm. Horizon. All right. Yes. It's a fish move yeah. right there. Um, Bold choice. You? Yeah. I, you know, I think Horizon will win, even though everyone dropped Horizon for Zelda. All right. What about you, Josh? <laughs> Ooh, um, I think Zelda, just because it's been a while since one of those has been great, great. Mm-hmm. Like they've had good ones, but it's been a while since there's been an amazing Zelda game. Um, so I, I feel like that's gonna get some love. Uh, just, just, just for that reason. Yeah. It's various good choice. What about you, Shay? What's gonna take it? Legend of Zelda, easily. Zelda. Um, I don't. I don't think there's a contest there. Um, that wow. game is, um, as much as I loved Horizon, as much as I think the other games are great in their own way. Even though I haven't played all of them, um, I've watched some footage and seen some articles. I just think Zelda is so heralded in in the gaming community. It's one of those games that just. It's one. It's one of those original games that people know and love and this game really is incredible it's a great rpg it's very um immersive i i yeah i think it's a honestly a shoe-in at this point uh that's a good choice i think that of these choices that they have on theirs which would obviously be very different than mine um i think that zelda should win but i think that mario will win i think that mario has just the mass appeal of all ages and i think that it's just, it's coming in at the right time. Everyone's hot off Mario, right? And Zelda was back in March. Yeah. It's got momentum. There's uh, a lot to that. Yeah. With everybody just playing Mario. They it's think gonna it's, so, have, it's so joyous. Yeah. Everyone's just smiling like, Mario makes me so happy. You I, know? I, I don't know, though. A lot of people were talking about how it's way too easy and how disappointed they were with it. A lot well, of people. That's, really? that's what I was getting at before, because oh. the main campaign... It's easy. You can finish that fairly simply, but it gets. They do some amazing things with the post game. Um, stuff like um, you'll find bonus worlds throughout all the worlds that you go through that generally have one or two moons that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get to the post game, and they will have the same worlds, but with minor changes. Like, uh, I've, I've come to several in the last couple of days that have had, you can't use your hat through them, 
which changes up the platforming drastically. Oh, that's brutal, not being man. able to use your double jumps and capture anything. And it, it just it drastically, drastically makes things harder. Um, I'm sorry. After hearing that, I don't think I want to play this game anymore. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing this game for the hat. And if I don't get to use the hat... It's high-end post-game. It's high-end post-game. I don't, I don't care. You know what? <laughs> to be quite frank, I just don't care. I didn't know you had such if a... I don't get the... If I don't get a hat... Well... It can go what... fuck itself. What's the name of the hat? Hat's name is Hattie. No, you po you you tell me you love the hat. You don't even know the name of the hat. You're a failure. What's that? What's the name of the hat, Morgan? Cappy. No, it's Hattie. It's okay. Well, it's definitely... Harriet. Hattie is short. It's Cappy. So... That's right. Yeah. Cappy Shay. No, it's crappy because you don't get to use <laughs> it in this game. Um. Anyways, that should be it. That'll be fun. Let's we'll see who got. We'll see where they go. What the swing is there. Um, on the end of the year stuff. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I want to read an iTunes review here in a second as well. Every time we get a new iTunes review, as promised on the Instagram, I will be reading it. Um, uh, I was going to ask you, Josh, real quickly. Are you, have you totally tapped out on Mario Odyssey? Are you, do you got all the moons now? I, know Nowhere near it. Unfortunately, that, that game is, I'm, I'm just, it's so huge. It's it's massive, um, just massive. I have about five hundred and fifty so far mm-hmm. of the. Um, I think there's a thousand moons, so halfway there. I didn't know there was a thousand. That's insane. Um, um, do you see yourself getting all the moons? Because I don't see myself doing. I do. I've been. I've. I'll I'll play an hour here and there, mm-hmm. and the way the game is set up, you just you're you're always making progress. There's always something you can go find. Um, so yeah, I I definitely see myself sticking with this game for some time. It's I mean, probably gonna be months before I finally finish everything because there's just so much to do in it. That's impressive. I hit 250 moons. I think I'm tapped out i love mm-hmm. the game but i just i'm not as enamored with the post game stuff as everyone else plus i'm getting a lot of it through osmosis my daughter plays it like crazy so mm-hmm. like i'm at the point now where she plays two to three hours of mario <laughs> a day sometimes and it's just like mm-hmm. oh like whenever she goes to bed i'm like i don't want to see any more of this fucking mario yeah um but well i mean that's the nice thing about the switch you can hand it to her in handheld and you don't have to see it just yeah. play it whenever yeah. you want to play it well yeah um that's true. I mean, That's unless, true. unless you don't want to trust her with it, because, I mean, she's a little uh, younger, so it might be yeah. nicer just to hand her the controllers. Yeah. It's it's too new right now. It's like when you buy that mm-hmm. new electronic thing. Like, yeah. I'm still protecting it. Like, I, I'm almost afraid to pick it up sometimes. I'm like, it's so beautiful. I don't want to drop it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's true. That's a yeah. good point, Josh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my daughter was giving me shit about Mario the other day. Just, just early, earlier today, even. Um, just... She she was talking smack about my Mario playing abilities. Um, <laughs> huh. huh? Yeah. Did you tell her that she needs to watch her mouth, or she needs to find a new place to live? Yeah, yeah. We were the one of the post game activities, like the first world you unlock, uh-huh. is a huge boss run. It's like five bosses with no saving in between. That's what I just got. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she was giving me shit about that. 
telling me how much better she was <laughs> at beating these bosses. That's uh, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she, she's paying for she dinner today. She walked the walk. Is she? That's the question, Josh. Is she better at the bosses than you? That's that's the actual question. Uh, she may be. She might be. She <laughs> she may be. It's very possible. That's a good thing, though. You always want the uh, the student to surpass the teacher. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, so our most recent iTunes comment is from Jason BTS, and he says, Great show, very laid-back feel. These guys are a lot of fun to listen to, and their commentary on games feels more like chatting with friends than business talk from professional journalists, and I mean that as high praise. I've subscribed and will be listening at work as soon as each new episode is released. Definitely looking forward to more from this group. If you love video games, you'll love this podcast. And they also said R.I.P. Johnny. So I feel like there's some sort of like growing joke here that I don't even understand on our, our iTunes comments. So from now on, everyone who wants to leave an iTunes comment, just put R.I.P. Johnny, and we'll see how long we can keep this going. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Please do. Rip Johnny. I'm going to start that. I'm going to start that. Johnny. I'm going to start that on Twitter right now. Just Literally, do it. R.I.P. Right Johnny. <laughs> Hashtag Rip Johnny. Uh, man. Um, it, That's a good comment, there. though. Oh, oh, I nice can't even. Yeah, I, thank you for the rip. I spelled rip wrong. Oh, there you go. Huh. There Times go. are going well. If you're going to pick one to misspell, why, may as well go with the. Yeah. Yeah. It went, <laughs> it went to Rio Johnny. It's been hmm. deleted, though. Oh. Um, Rio Johnny. I was gonna say anything other than that that's happening. Super exciting this week, I guess. Uh, Fish, as we round up here, I'm just gonna run around to everyone real quickly as we kind of wrap up the show. Is there anything you want to mention? Um, um soapbox here. Uh, still playing Golf Clash. I got super frustrated with the game. Um, last night I lost all my. Not last night, but the night before, I lost all my coins, mm-hmm. which you used to bet into the duels. Uh, I just had a losing streak. I must have lost like 10 mm-hmm. in a row, and I was betting real high and lost all my coins, and now it just seems impossible to rebuild them back up. So I think I'm done with that game. I'm just okay. I'm ready to delete it. Um, but I also uh, I fired up uh, Shadow of Mordor last night as well before I started playing what remains of Edith Finch and I, I I haven't played that game um since it first released and when I did play it it was only the intro and I think I killed like a few orcs but I got into it and my wife was she's played the game already and she was telling me all this stuff and it's a pretty fun game just to jump into and start messing up orcs like it's pretty quick about getting you into the action um I wasn't following the story or anything. I was just going around killing orcs, um, going around doing stealth kills, and uh, you get special abilities for your sword, your dagger, um, your bow as well um, from killing all these uh, orc chiefs. Um, but yeah, I was just playing around in it and was having fun with it. Um, it's a weird system, too, yeah. with the Nemesis system. It's predicated. I was thinking about this the other day. The Nemesis system is predicated on you dying. Not a lot of game mechanic systems that are predicated on your death. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and it like it kind of infuriates you sometimes whenever you <laughs> die like it's more maddening it's like well, god damn it they stack you the feel deck that vengeance they stack the deck against you sometimes because you have if you never died you'd never see the entire system they built the entire game around so how do they prevent that they make sure you die and how do you make sure the player dies sometimes you put yeah. them in some unfair circumstances where you get fucking gangbang from all angles so yeah yeah uh, yeah, and there there's special things you could do like gain intel on the the war chiefs where it gives you what's their weaknesses and strengths and mm-hmm. um if you go up uh, sometimes you'll come across war chiefs that you didn't even know were around like maybe you didn't know that uh you didn't get any intel on them and they'll pop out of nowhere and mm-hmm. you're just like oh fuck now I'm fighting two war chiefs and a whole gang of uh Uraks and before you know it you're overwhelmed and you're either running away or getting your shit handed to you that's that's such a fish move there was a shadow of war which is the same game that came out this year which is actually a candidate for a game this year and he spends time playing a game from like a fucking several years ago <laughs> when he's behind on fucking games he needs to play for this year hey i've heard that shadow of war is much like the first one so i played the first one i i have the first one doesn't matter i don't need to spend money on the second one <laughs> it's irrelevant i've heard huh? that it's destiny irrelevant. 2 is much like, like the first one yeah. so i played destiny mm, 1 mm, hey hey yeah you should there's something that. to be said for that <laughs> oh god it's just that's typical fish oh guys i finished another game but this one came out four years ago um Anyways, Three no. years. that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, if you really get the itch, Shadow of War is out there. Red box it or something. But anyways, okay. It that that fun you're talking about fish kind of wears thin for wore thin for me after about six or seven hours. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. So, um, mm-hmm. a little variances. Yeah. Interesting. I did not expect yeah. you to say that though. Surprise yeah, I'm game. I'm not gonna. Probably not gonna play it again. <laughs> if I do, it's just gonna be for another hour. <laughs> no, that's that's about in line with everything else, right? Um, that's cool. What about you, Josh? Anything you want to mention on the show? Uh, more Mario. Um, more Golf Story mm-hmm. than playing through that. I think we're oh, gonna yeah, get we didn't. get we together didn't. and talk about that sometime soon. We haven't. T- um, yeah, I just it keeps getting pushed for some reason. Yeah. Um, I guess we can if you want. We can give it its, its due right now. Maybe five minutes. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, because I mean I'm. The game is much longer than I've expected. Like, mm. I've I've thought I was going to sit down and beat it about five times now. Like, oh, okay. it's, it's got to be about over. It's got to be about over. And then it just, it it's not. Um, it's, yeah, it's a very strange game. And someone decided to combine, like, an old-school Super Nintendo RPG, like a Earthbound or something, with a, a, an old-school Super Nintendo golfing game mechanic mm-hmm. and make a lighthearted RPG. Where instead of, you know, battling monsters with swords, you use your golf club to do tasks, and it's fucking strange. I've only put about um, two hours into it or so. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's... I've really been enjoying it. It's been fun. The main character is one of the worst characters ever. Hmm. Like, he's just... He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they intended for him to be that way or not, but, yeah, he's, he's another one of those characters that you just, you just kind of hate. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, yeah, but uh, but other than that, the game's been fun. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's very lighthearted. And there's goofy tasks. I remember at one point, I had to save this kid who was floating in the water um, because there was alligators in there. So you have to hit a golf club at him to knock him off his like little floaty raft thingy, so he comes back 
onto dry land and just in time because there's a massive alligator out there in the water. It's just goofy stuff like that. Like they have you basically, for as much as I played, they basically have you performing a bunch of small, weird little tasks and challenges um, mm-hmm. to kind of keep it as fresh. Because I mean, let's be honest, even with a golfing mechanic, even if you enjoy it, it gets pretty repetitive. I mean, it's already a little bit repetitive, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the most recent things I've done is had a wizard's duel with another wizard golfer, and we oh. fired fired <laughs> golf balls at each other, <laughs> magical golf balls. So yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, yeah, they're they're not taking it particularly seriously, and that's a good thing. I've I've really not just been enjoying it for just something ridiculous and lighthearted to, to just pick up and play for a few minutes here and there. Yeah, and the mechanic, um, the actual golf mechanic feels really weird. Like, it takes a while getting used to, like, the way the ball floats has sort of a weird floaty feel to it. The putting in particular, I felt like I had to, I assume because you're leveling up clubs that it's like an RPG, you actually get stats and, and stuff like that. So I assume that's where my struggles are coming from. But, like, I have to putt farther than the line actually is because I it was always short. So I was learning to putt stronger because I assume my putter is just shitty right now and stuff like that. So like it's got its own little quirks with the way the ball kind of floats in the air and lands on the green, takes getting used to, and it's it's got a very unique feel. I, I play golf. I'm one of the weird people out there that like golf, <laughs> um, and I know that's not a very common thing, especially golfing video games. I enjoy them, but um, this game has a very unique feel that's uh, unlike anything I've ever played. It might be reminiscent of some classic golfing game from that that I'm just not familiar with, but it doesn't remind me of anything. Yeah, it does it does it's got that feel. It's it's, it's very timing based, the way a lot of older golfing games were. Well, it's um, like hot shots. It's got the little swing meter where it's yeah. like click click click, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. It's got it's got the mechanics are are a lot more deep than you think when you first go into it. Yeah. Um. There's. There's there's a lot you can do to control your shot that you just don't know until you try it out. Like they don't ever tell you about it. You just kind of figure it out as as you go. Um, and I and I've enjoyed that. So, yeah, it's true. It's been mm-hmm. fun so far. A lot of hidden depth. I do wish the game is very lighthearted and sweet. I kind of wish the humor was a little more. I haven't I haven't really found it that humorous or as quirky as I'd hoped. Like sometimes there's weird things like go find these turtles because they did something. Or but here generally the game mm-hmm. is a little it's a little tame. Uh, I, I wish maybe the humor was a little more memorable. Um, but it's sweet, you know, it's lighthearted, it's it's cute, but it's just a weird thing, you know, a golfing RPG. Uh, it's got a good spirit yep. to it. Only on the yeah. Switch too. Yeah, a lot of game there too. It looks like for fifteen bucks. Uh, anything else, Josh? Uh, let's see. I've been playing more Overwatch, mm. more Destiny, same as mm. usual. Okay. Not a lot of Destiny. I'm about done with that. I I played a decent amount of PvP with friends mm-hmm. earlier this week, and I just I don't think I can do any more PvP in that game. The web code is just garbage. Mm. It's just after playing Overwatch for years at this point, it's I'm I don't. I I can't do their PvP. Like their PvE I can do because that's basically all done client side. It's not a big deal. But you really start to notice the shortcomings in their web code whenever you're playing PvP. Mm. Um So, yeah. Mm. Um Okay. Josh, he just he just, you know, it's not the couch you're looking for. You expect a better yeah. quality couch from mm-hmm. your shooters and uh you're going to get it. Mhm. 
Um, cool. What about you, Shay? Um, anything else you want to mention on the podcast here? Nah, not really. I, I had a pretty tame week just playing Crash Bandicoot. That's it, really. Okay. Sounds like you're getting ready to move on to Pyre. Is that correct? Pyre. Oh, Pyre yeah. will be on Pyre? fire. And then um, th- I didn't say that. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, di- I didn't hear anything. It was. Yeah, good. I'm excited then, for a show uh, to play. Hopefully, if uh, the Steam thing works out. <gasps> we're going to find out after the show. That's exciting. People don't know this, but we are trying to get Cuphead in Shay's hands. That's all we can say right now. We're not going to say anything else. It's going to be a surprise. But basically, um, it involves a little Steam wizardry. That's all we're going to say. Uh-huh. Cross, yeah, crossing our fingers. No, I'm excited for you to play Pyre because you yes. were you were one of the biggest NBA fans I know. And this game, Pyre, is like fantasy basketball, and you loved Bastion. So I'm excited to see what you think of it. God, fish, you need to play Bastion. Have you not played Look, that yet? Let him finish the games that came out okay, this all right, year all first. Right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll let him finish his second game, and then then maybe uh-huh. you can go back to Bastion. So. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to play it because I loved, I loved Bastion, and I. That's one of those. That's one of those games. Um, I still think about all the time. Okay. So. Well, imagine the people that made Bastion made an NBA game. There you go. You got it. NBA Jam. I'm excited. Curious to see what uh, characters you latch on to. Um. All right. Well, I think that's just about. Do we had a jam packed show, so we'll probably just try to wrap it up. Now, because we'll have a, another big show next week, as you can tell, I mean, we had more games we knew what to do with this week. Um, so I guess it's kind of a blessing that Battlefront ended up falling through. But I want to thank everyone who's been really supportive on the Instagram and the Twitter and all of our Sword Chomp listeners, followers, and friends. Um, thank you so much for helping our community grow. A lot of exciting weeks coming up here as we cram everything for Game of the Year, which will be three of our most exciting shows of the year. It all leads up to that. And not even Fish can fuck it up, no matter how hard he tries. He's laughing now. Wait, fi- Fish finished Cuphead, didn't he? Nope. That's a negative. Oh. But he's close. <sighs> so close. So close. So he, it's a, he's not... Come on. I mean, not everyone has the Cuphead skills that I do. So let's not, let's not give him too much with that. Speaking of which, one of these days, if any of you guys decide to beat it on Expert, you can join the club. The, uh, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for the patch. Eh, There's got to be a patch coming, yeah. It doesn't need a patch. It's fine. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show. We will be back next week with an all-new Chomcast. Until then, peace out. And rip jump.